Obviously, we have market sentiment that seems to be decent in that I know we're trending higher. The Dow is up for the fifth day in a row. So there's not this terrible worry, but I mean, it's hard to know exactly what people are thinking. Yeah, Nicole, it certainly is. And to George's point before, when you're seeing a market really trade on meme stocks and not really fundamentals or the larger caps that we're used to traditionally talking about, it's really hard to establish those ranges. Stocks edging higher on low volumes, right, as George had mentioned, and very narrow trading ranges with major averages not far from the record highs heading into key economic data this week, including the monthly jobs report on Friday. We have ADP releases its report on private sector employment tomorrow, along with weekly jobs claims. So do things feel a bit boring? Well, well, LPL Financial points out that the S&P 500 hasn't closed up or down more than 0.22% for an incredible five days in a row, which is the longest such streak since 2017. The question is, is this the calm before the storm? And again, to George's point, what's happening at the end of the summer really could be one of the key catalysts to see what we look like towards the back half of the year and how these ranges move either way. Mm, yeah, absolutely. You mentioned the jobs report. We'll see if it's better. I thought it was interesting that uh, young people are making up about 30 percent of the jobs right now. The teenagers are in the best position to get jobs at this moment. Um, you know, what's the talk about what we're seeing in the jobs market? Yeah, the jobs market is pretty interesting right now. And I think until we get through the summer, right, because we still have a number of kids that are out um, of the classroom and with stimulus checks still coming in, a lot of parents, when they factor in the commute and the cost of childcare, it might pay off to be at home. So I think until we get into that September, you know, end of August, September 1st area, once we start to see kids come back to school, it really is going to be an environment for younger wage earners because of all of the um, incentives that are being put out there. But what I what you and I have been talking about over the past couple of weeks are supply chains. And manufacturing expansion continues to power ahead, but supply chains, that's where the problem is. ISM Manufacturing Purchasing Managers Index for May came in at a robust 61.2, a slight advance from April, and ahead of economists' consensus expectation, of course, above 50 indicates expansion. The new order sub-index, the leading indicator for future activity, were very strong at 67, just below a 17-year high. At the same time, delivery times were their longest since 1974, prices paid remain elevated and the employment sub-index remains expansionary, but hit a six-month low. Production was at its lowest level in nearly a year, highlighting the impact of supply chain disruptions, but was still a solid 58.5. Overall, the report was positive, but manufacturing won't be able to completely recover until supply issues are resolved. And this is something we've been talking about. What will be interesting to watch is when supply chains come back online. Will demand start to dwindle as we continue to move back to normal that would be deflationary, which takes care of the inflation issue without using alternative ways to tamper it. So I think that's really what's going to be the tell here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the takeaway is that overall the reports are positive and you are seeing some demand, but the supply chain issue is still something that is front and center and prevalent. Can we turn our attention to retail because we've been watching news on Amazon. That's something that you're focused on. Tell us a little bit about Amazon and what else you're watching in the retail sector. 
Yeah, well, Amazon announced this morning that this year's Prime Day will take place on June 21st and 22nd, although it will be postponed in India and Canada due to COVID spread in those countries. Members of Amazon's Prime subscription program will get access to more than 2 million deals across every category Prime Day, which I'm super excited about. Um, of course, Prime Day started in 2015. It's typically held in July. Last year, the company was forced to delay Prime Day, of course, because of COVID until mid-October due to the pandemic-related uncertainty, which was awesome for holiday shopping. It was the first time in, I don't know, 45 years of my life that I actually got my shopping done on time. Um, and of course, this is also, you know, it's strained fulfillment and logistics capacity. The CFO said during Amazon's most recent earnings conference call that the company would hold Prime Day one month earlier this year because July is typically a busy vacation period. We know it's going to be exceptionally busy this year as people are looking to get out of doors and get on vacation again. Other retailers are already rolling out their uh, competing offers. Target's going to offer three days of deals starting June 20th. It's also added food and beverage to promotional lineup for the first time, which is interesting. Walmart, Best Buy, Bed Bath have all also run deals to coincide with Prime Day. So June 21st through 22nd is going to be an awesome day, day two days for consumers.